Inspiring solutions to save America one show at a time. Are you ready to get on board? All right, today we're going to talk about how we can find out and how much we can find out and what it takes to get there. So let's say in this case, I want to find out at a level of seven. Okay, so I find that level on my graph and I come horizontally to my gradient line. Where it intersects with my gradient line, I'm going to come straight down to where it intersects with my round line. Now there's going to tell me how much I have to around to find out what I need to find out. See, as you can see, the more you around, the more you're going to find out. And also, if you stay down here and you never around, you'll never find out. So I hope this lesson is helpful. Thank you. From sea to shining sea, three hours of bold truth and excellence. The Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back. Hour number three of the Wendy Bell Radio Program. You know, I want to thank you guys. We were looking at this give, send, go that our anonymous Maui resident who joined us in the first hour of today's program shared with us as he is going out and purchasing with that give, send, go money, actual gift cards to give to the residents of Lahaina who have lost everything, whose government has given them nothing, not food, not shelter, not money, not hope, not guidance, not leadership, not love of country. Nothing. Shafted. Shafted. We started. He was at 450 bucks. What is, what is he seeing right now there, Brock? 1313. 1313 $1, $1, $1. Basically tripling his amount. That money goes directly to the hands of the people who need it. I am deeply appreciative. Give, send, go, Maui underscore fires is how to do that. Amazing. And so appreciative. So Donald Trump has decided there's no reason for him to participate in these debates. I don't disagree. I don't know why you would disagree any more than a, a, why a coach would put in their, their star quarterback in the preseason. Right? Maybe a snap or two, and then that's about it. You're going to risk injury. What is, what is he going to do? They're going to take shots at him. It's all going to be about clamoring for space. And quite frankly, him not being there gives everybody else more oxygen. Fine. So what is he doing? Legendary. The same way it was legendary for him in Iowa to go visit that fraternity and throw the footballs to the crowds, crowd, what he, what he did, which is what he did, seeing that you can capture the young attention, the young voters' attention. Donald Trump is going to be with some United Auto Workers in Detroit the night of that second debate. Here's your story. Former President Donald Trump will appear with striking union members of the United Auto Workers in Detroit as his opponents squabble for the spotlight on the debate stage September 27th. This is according to a report that multiple sources have confirmed to Breitbart News. 
The New York Times first reported on Trump's forthcoming appearance with Detroit auto workers striking against the big three automakers, General Motors, Ford and Stellantis, which will serve as counter programming to the GOP debate at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library in Simi Valley, California. Now, it's interesting. Latest update on the auto workers. Sean Fain, president of the union. I've reached out to get him on the show. Pretty sure a guy's got a lot going on. You never know. Unless you ask. <laughs> I'll keep you posted. He says they're going to strike at more facilities, more locations Friday. If there are not more reasonable offers from the big three. Either come to the table and actually want to do business with us. Or we're going to shut down more plants, period. And so you can imagine how I felt. And, and I agree with Donald Trump. I think it's a great it's a great place to be because Donald said Donald Trump said, and we all can concur. That what's coming down the road for these auto workers. Is all of their jobs being outsourced to China? <laughs> That's what this is. The whole green nonsense. Making products in China. Not here in America. It's not about American jobs. It's not about American wages. It's not about the American dream, Hakeem Jeffries, you loser. It's about stealing American generational wealth and giving it to China because Joe Biden got a little quid pro something. He got 20 million reasons why. He wants to do business with China, I'm sure. You're not allowed to talk about that, though, you guys, right? So how about this story? Flight attendants. Flight attendants threaten strikes over low pay and unpaid work. My friends, the workers are tired of being the doormats of society. Did you guys know? I did not until I read this article. Did you know? Say you're on a plane, right? <clears throat> you walk onto the plane, you got all the people boarding, overhead compartment, la 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 la. Do you know that those flight attendants are not being paid until the door closes and that plane starts moving? So everything they do in preparation of you boarding that plane is not compensated. Then, let's just say there's a problem and you're on the runway and there's an issue. And you're not moving. They're not getting paid. That's how petty the pay plan is for some of these folks. Here we go. Major U.S. airlines have recovered from COVID-19 pandemic losses and are amassing vast profits. But amid those record-setting financial performances, flight attendants are threatening strikes and calling for substantial wage increases and improvements in working conditions. It's almost like everybody is saying, you know what, why are we doing all the work and getting crapped on while the CEOs of these companies and the big three automakers, too, are making record profits. CEOs are cashing on a major dividends. Stock buybacks and the like up 1,400%. Fat cats getting fatter. Cost of, of cars getting more expensive. Tickets more expensive. Well, who's getting rich? Not the flight attendants. The sums of money are huge. American Airlines reported record quarterly revenue in the second quarter of 2023 at $14.1 United Airlines reported record, record revenue in the same quarter at $14.2 And a threefold increase in profit. 
Alaska Airlines also reporting record revenue in the second quarter at $2.8 billion. But workers are also negotiating new contracts and campaigning hard for better pay and better conditions. Look, it is not complicated. I don't understand why, why this is so hard. You have people who are doing the job to keep your planes in the sky. Why would you not compensate them accordingly as your profits soar? Is everybody in these businesses heartless, greedy, corrupt, gross, slimy? I don't know. You want to throw some adjectives on there? The Association of Flight Attendants represents more than 6,500 of them at Alaska Airlines who have held pickets at airports in their fight for a new union contract. They're pushing for a 40% wage increase and are threatening a possible strike during the 2023 holiday season. This is going to make things very interesting for the holidays. Feels like we all kind of want to stay home. The union is still working under a 2014 contract that was extended twice and has requested mediation with the National Mediation Board. You know, all of the time spent with passengers on the ground or sitting, waiting for other aircraft in between flights goes unpaid. In fact, there are instances when flight attendants are sitting anywhere from two to four hours, which becomes a mechanical rolling delay where that full time is not accounted for and paid for. So it's not just it's not just the boarding, but it's any time that flight attendants are required to be on duty at work in uniform that they're advocating for pay. Makes sense. The union provided annual pay estimates for Alaska Airlines flight attendants with average base pay ranging from average base pay. Brock, give me average base pay. What do you need average base pay in the United States of America? Uh, With this inflation, I'm going to say minimum 60. 24,000 to $27,000 a year. That's minimum base pay at Alaska Airlines for the flight attendants. Those rich, greedy workers, they want to cash it. No, they actually just want to eat. I'm going to go with, like, eat. Maybe, I don't know, like crazy squirrel away some money for braces for the kids. Or how about just pay rent? How about that? The union provided annual pay estimates for Alaska Airlines flight attendants with average base pay, ranging from $24,000 to $27,000 a year, which they note is not nearly enough to keep up with the high cost of inflation, especially in expensive cities where Alaska Airlines bases are located, including San Francisco, Seattle, and Los Angeles. I would love to be based there. You know, go outside, step in somebody's excrement, get shivved, whatever. Sounds fantastic. Who wouldn't want to do that? A spokesperson with Alaska Airlines said the airline currently has meetings with the union through November but claimed the union's counter-proposal in June 2023 was not economically feasible. They claimed new flight attendants receive a 29% pay increase in their first four years of service. Huh. Meanwhile, about 26,000 flight attendants at American, represented by the Association of Professional Flight Attendants, voted overwhelmingly to authorize a strike vote with 99.47% in favor of the authorization. They're pushing for significant wage increases with a proposal of a 35% uplift. 
Negotiations between the flight attendants and American Airlines began in January of 2019. Honestly, at this point, you've got people striking. You know, what about you? What what about you? Why are we paying taxes? Again, I'm going to say it for the 74th time today. What are we paying for? What skin in the game are we getting? What benefit are we seeing? What what critical services are we benefiting from? I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to go a little bit deeper. And we're going to do that next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So the more I pay attention to how quickly people in government just send our money to stupid causes... I mean, how many billions need to go to Ukraine? How many billions need to go to the U.N.? How many billions have to go to the CDC? Is anybody safer, more healthy, healthier, happier, doing better since the CDC came along? The FDA, which approves more jabs after testing its new gene scrambler, green Gene scrambler elixir on mice. Does anybody believe that our government is spending our money appropriately? I I certainly don't. And so I want to see an itemized list. So we're going to start a new little we're going to start a new little segment. All right. And it, it goes something like this. And now another edition of what the hell are we paying taxes for on the Wendy Bell radio program? Bingo. There you go. Kelly, thank you for that beautiful new open. How about this headline? Dailycaller.com. Biden administration shells out over $5 million to give journalists trauma-informed support if they're getting trolled. You're saying, wait a minute. That, that Wait, okay. Step back. You're saying what now? The Biden administration is taking $5 million of our money which we work hard for. And they're giving it to a bunch of liberal crybabies who allege that people are being mean to them on social media. Yes. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's exactly what I'm telling you. Here's your story. The Biden administration has approved $5.7 million in grant funding to George Washington University to create a program that will provide psychological care to journalists who believe that they are the targets of misinformation-driven harassment campaigns. Yes, you are all now dumber. This is what you get after allowing the indoctrination of kids in school. This is what you get when you do not allow school choice which allows parents to say, you know what? That public school in my community, which has sucked since I went to it, I don't want my kids to go there. And so I want to take the money that the state gets for my student, and I want to use that money and I want to go somewhere else. I'm going to go to a a private school. I'm going to go to a charter school, maybe a cyber school. Maybe I'm going to homeschool, and I need supplies. I wanted to, nope, not allowed to do that. Why? Why ever would they not want you to do that? Because they have an agenda, and the agenda is to create little clone troopers who are now coming out of college as journalists. They hurt my feelings. 
Somebody said I was fat. They called me a bad word. <laughs> this is where you just want to punch somebody in the throat. I know. I feel the same way. The program called Expert Voices Together is described in the government grant database as a, quote, socio-technical system that provides real-time support to experts experiencing online harassment. The project's goal is to provide journalists and eventually other, quote, experts with means of monitoring and reporting alleged abuse. There it is. There it is. It's a database, ladies and gentlemen, as well as personalized assistance with digital safety and access to mental health care specialists as a form of trauma-informed care. (laughs) This is what RFK Jr. was describing as the dangling of the keys. They called me a bad name. The National Science Foundation, oh, for the love, first allocated $749,000 in funding to George Washington University in 2021 and approved the project for continuation in 2022, approving an additional $5 million in taxpayer funds. Who the hell cares? You're not getting any receipts. You don't get to ask questions. Just ask the people in Lahaina. We're just going to round you people up and we're going to put you in this hotel. And uh, you're going to be segregated from the rest of society. And ultimately, when you've had enough, you're going to pack up and meander away and off you'll go. And then we'll steal your land. This way, they're just stealing what you were going to squirrel away for your kids or maybe for your retirement. $5 million in taxpayer funds. Work associated with the grant is ongoing with funding projected to August and end in August of 2024. If I'm not mistaken, I just did get a little Newsmax update. Uh, Here we go. Biden unveils $6.8 trillion annual budget for the 2024 fiscal year. Really? What are you paying for? Where are the cuts? Where's the belt tightening? Where are the sacrifices? Well, wait till you hear from some of these triggered leftist journalists. <laughs> I'm being doxxed. Wait, it's it's the best part of the show. Next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. I, I don't think it's just because I'm the mother of sons that I say suck it up. To all these soft, liberal crybabies out there, I think we're just tired of it. I'm tired of people who are just out of school demanding 40-hour, 32 hours a week and not United Auto Workers who've been busting their butts for years for crap contracts. Kids straight out of college who want $100,000 a year. They want two weeks paid vacation. They want a fully stocked 401k. They want a seat at the table. They want to tell you what's going on. They've never worked like Joe Biden has never worked a day in his life. Real work. Dealing with the public. Real work. Coordinating schedules. Real work. Worrying about managing payroll and helping people with their insurance. Real work. Building a business from the ground up. Providing a service. And sinking or swimming on your own, risking everything that you have, 
putting it all out there, knowing that the lion's share of businesses fail within the first five years. I think more than 50%. It's like marriage, right? The number of marriages that fall apart, sort of like small businesses that start. And we've got this crybaby, crybaby group of young kids coming out of college who think they know better. And a lot of them are attracted to journalism. Journalism is dead. It doesn't exist anymore. There are no fact tellers, truth tellers. Anybody who's not independent in journalism right now, I do not trust. Just don't. And so now these people who are triggered and active clone troopers indoctrinated by colleges and universities who are getting into the whole journalism scene ostensibly to jump into dying industries. Ladies and gentlemen, newspapers are dead. Television news is dead. Local news is a joke. Look at the people on your radio, on your television stations. All young people. How many of them are very talented? How many of them are independent thought leaders? How many of them can manage breaking news? How many of them have personalities? How many of them are just reading whatever's in the prompter? It's so sad to see what's going on. And this whole fund, $5.7 million that the Biden administration has allocated to handle the damaged feelings of journalists who get called naughty names online. Really? What are we paying taxes for? One must wonder. So this is a story, all right? This is an actual story on MSNBC. There's a, a, a gal reporter, and she's sitting down with a woman by the name of Kate Sosnim. She's a non-binary trans reporter. I don't even know what that means. Does it non, non-binary and trans? Don't they equal each other out? <laughs> right? Is this like math where you've got the numerator, you've got the denominator? What is it? Is it a woman who's not a woman? Is it a man who's trying? I don't know. But by golly, she's been victimized. I'm just going to tell you, she's really struggling. Because there are some things that she wants to be able to talk about, but the hate out there is so fierce. Give me a break. Everybody and his brother has fallen over themselves for the T's. The L's, the G's, the B's. You guys don't matter. It's all about the T's. How much can we accommodate the transgender madness in this country? And this person's going to sit there on MS and be freaking C and lament the fact that it's so difficult being her. Her. Oh, my gosh. And the person sitting next to her is none other than liberal hack Taylor Lorenz, who's going to have a literal meltdown talking about how terrible people are. She is a toxic contributor to The Washington Post. This is the same hack, by the way, who went to the door and videoed the person who started libs of TikTok. And this woman is going to say she's a victim. You need to hear what they're selling so you know what you're paying for, thanks to your Biden administration. Here's audio soundbite number one. This is apparently some study. They're going to have some New York NYU or some other hack researchers who are going to pretend that they're collating all of this data, right? We looked at these trends, all these hateful trends after people like Tucker Carlson, such mean, misogynistic, microaggression haters say terrible things about us. And we're going to chart how much hate comes across us. And then we're going to cry because that's all we've got left. And if you think I'm kidding, I'm not. Audio soundbite number one. 
Female reporters are often at the center of the bullseye. 73% of women journalists saying they've experienced online attacks, Ugh. while 30% say it has impacted their work. I don't know if I can say this on TV. I'm going to rape you. Someone hey. said, wrote the words, I'm going to rape you. Yep. Journalist Taylor Lorenz is a columnist for the Washington Post and was targeted nearly one year ago in a segment on Fox News. She's at the very top of journalism's repulsive little food chain. Host Tucker Carlson mocking her after she called for an end to online harassment. Now she's at the center of a new study by NYU researchers, among the first to actually quantify online hate against female journalists. I can't wait. We're going to quantify online hate against female journalists, 73% of whom, right, say that they've been victimized in some capacity. Oh my God, somebody said something. They didn't like my lipstick. Come on. Thank goodness the New York University researchers are wearing masks. This is going to be great, right? Okay, so audio soundbite number two. She's going to say this exact line. It means nothing, but it's supposed to just roll off her tongue and you're just supposed to be like, ooh, that sounds scientific. She's going to say using large scale data to measure online language. What, what is that? What is measuring law using large scale data to measure online language? That's code for I suck, right? I have a suck degree from a suck school. I'm a sucky reporter and I'm doing sucky research to explain why <laughs> oh, we're victims and we need five point seven million dollars. Audio soundbite number two. This is the moment that Carlson aired that segment. Yes. We see this really dramatic rise. Mm. Using large-scale data to measure online language, they tracked violent and threatening tweets directed at two female journalists after being targeted by two male media figures. Researchers found that attacks against Lorenz went up as much as 144% after just one Twitter thread. For another journalist, they went up 65 percent. Lorenz and digital reporter Kate Sawson say these types of attacks have changed their lives and their work. There's reporting that I know that I would like to do or that other journalists would like to do that we are not able to do because it's not safe enough for us to do that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's not safe. They're going to come for us, even though I'm privileged and I can mutilate my body however I wish and stick my employer with the bill or taxpayers. I am a victim. There's some stories I want to tell, but I'm not safe doing it. And I love how they do this passive aggressive male journalists, this aggressive male journalists calling them out, presenting evidence and facts and truth and saying, hey, this woman is toxic. She goes out and knocks on doors on live video and doxes people who are showing liberals in their natural habitat and has created her own site called Libs of TikTok, which is famously um, fantastic, right? We're the victims we want to do. This is MSNBC. This is MSNB flippin' C. They fail to mention the other than... Tucker Carlson, the other guy they were talking about is Glenn Greenwald, mm -hmm. who also checks a box. Mm -hmm. They failed to mention that he's part of their, he's a gay man. Mm. Well, he's a dude and he's white. So dude and white scratches Scr out So gay. that's that denominator, it numerator. Is, it is. You've got up over here, you got down over here, and there's, this is the, you know, F around and find out continuum that you had at the, uh, at the beginning of the show. All right. So then there's this. 
It's so bad out there, ladies and gentlemen. This is like the wild west of hate. It is unbelievable. And these, these women and, and women who want to be men or men who are trying to be whatever she is, he is, whatever they are. It's serious. And there's white supremacists running for office. She's also going to drop this. It's, it's just too good. Go ahead. And they're not alone. This is after I did a report on an increase in the number of white supremacists running for office. Condescending journalists, C-word, deserves a rope. Obviously, I'm a person of color. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's a reference to a noose. Are you getting messages like these? Yep. Hey, nice job on that story, you soulless effing Then also, you'll see there's these, there's many people that are tweeting, um, you know, here's, these are Taylor Lorenz's loved ones. They have everyone. photos. Wow, these are all photos of your family members. Yeah. Children. All, yeah. They'll, they'll threaten children. They'll threaten my parents. I've had to remove every single social tie. I had severe PTSD from this. I, I contemplated suicide. It got really bad. You feel like any little piece of information that gets out on you will be used by the worst people on the internet to destroy your life. And it's so isolating and terrifying it's horrifying i'm so sorry it's, <laughs> it's overwhelming it's really hard oh okay <laughs> what on earth is that that ladies and they missed their calling See, the theatrical department was down the hall from the journalism school. You guys made a wrong turn. It's, so, it's, just, it's just so scary. I don't know. And then the, re the quote unquote reporter is like, I know. I know. It's okay. You know what? No wonder my boys don't want to get married. <laughs> if that's the gene pool of young ladies out there to find, I'm good with never being a grandma. That's fine. I, I, I love how Taylor Lorenz, too, leaves out the part that she's done the exact same thing. Not just to the libs of TikTok. She's gone after family members of people also. And put their pictures online. Correct. Put addresses online. Put locations where they work online. And then she's going to play the victim card. It is a very standard procedure. Right. But this is, ladies and gentlemen, what your tax dollars are going for in the event that you... We're worried. Oh, yeah. There you go. $5.7 million going to those quacks. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. Final timeout. We're back right after this. Hello. It should be the theme song of this great disconnect from... You know, reality, what's really going on, the true story and this farcical sub-narrative, this contrary storyline that's so indefensible. It's so ridiculous. Y you have on the one hand, crybabies like Taylor Lorenz and whomever this trans individual was, alleging that they are the victims of this or that. And, oh my gosh. And then there's this story that it literally dropped us. This is thepoliticsbrief.com. Independent journalist who documented January 6 crimes is found guilty. Th these are those little these are those little sublines 
that are so important for you to know. They're putting their political enemies in prison. They're, they're literally breaking the law. They're trampling the Constitution. They're persecuting, politically persecuting and prosecuting anybody who doesn't carry the water. And so there's this guy, independent journalist named Stephen Horn. He was there on January 6th. He was at the Capitol shooting video on his phone, whatever he was shooting it on. And he happened to capture a very damning scene. And again, this is all the video that you're not allowed to see. This is the video that Nancy Pelosi wanted 50 years to put on a shelf like the Lost Ark. This is the information we understand much of it has been destroyed by this January 6th committee of hacks. But this cat, Stephen Horn who went to Washington, D.C. for whatever his reason was, was recording. When a Capitol Police officer shoved off of a balcony, what, 25 feet off the ground? A protester, who ought not have been there. Um, there's, There's no explaining or justifying scaling up the Capitol building. I totally disagree with that, right? This Capitol police officer pushes the protester off, lands on the ground. You can imagine what that's like. What, broken legs, completely incapacitated. And because of that, another video that this gentleman, independent journalist, has been found guilty of committing some God knows what crime and now is going to be sentenced, not by a a jury of his peers, but by a lunatic judge, no doubt, throwing the book at people who refuse to carry the narrative for the Uniparty. Entering or remaining in a stricted area, guilty, Disorderly uh, or disruptive conduct in a restricted area. Guilty. Disorderly conduct in a Capitol building. Found guilty. Parading. Demonstrating or picketing the Capitol building. Guilty. He put his videos out on January 7th. He says, I did not enter the Capitol building as part of the protest or for cheap thrills, but to accurately document and record a significant event which was taking place. You're not allowed to do that, my man. See, we have the media for that. Nancy Pelosi had a film crew in there to cover that for her, to make sure all the right angles, all the right images were collected. Isn't that all so odd? This guy is probably going to go to prison. He says, I was in D.C. today when the Capitol was stormed. He put this up 2.29 in the morning the next day, January 7th. This is the full, unedited footage I took. It contains mature content, a few notes about what I witnessed. The people inside the Capitol were not, by and large, Antifa, he found. If there were Antifa involved in the criminality that occurred, they only loomed, or for, excuse me, only were part of a small percentage. This was not a peaceful protest. I saw many instances of pushing against police officers, as well as at least one instance where a barrage of projectiles was thrown. 
Once we were inside, it seemed there were at least as many in the crowd trying to actively prevent harm to police officers as there were who were trying to attack them or push them back. I was a little surprised by the lack of property destruction I witnessed. Compared to some of the left-wing riots in Raleigh that happened this year, while I did see a broken mirror and other destructions in Pelosi's office, I did not see much destruction for destruction's sake. I did see a man who appeared to have fallen from some height and was laying on an improvised stretcher. They said he had broken both of his legs. Look, this guy's giving you a give and go of what he saw. It wasn't all Antifa. It wasn't all good guys. It wasn't all bad guys. And yet he's been found guilty as an independent journalist of these four ridiculous charges for which in January, Happy New Year, he's going to be charged. Don't you see? We don't want your kind here. We don't need independent journalism. We have it covered. And we're covering their mental bills, too, with a $5.7 million grant because it gets kind of nasty out there when you lie and propagandize for a particular political party. They hate you. They have no respect for you. They have no use for you unless it's spending your money, trampling your rights, imprisoning people for walking through the Capitol, making up charges. Are you surprised, though? If they can wiretap a president, they can sure as hell come for you. Thanks for being here today. Our number one, listening to that Gentlemen from Lahaina, tell the truth. That's what we do here on the Wendy Bell Radio Program, and we will do it again tomorrow. Until then, peace.